0: How Yoga Works to Complement Other Therapies is the subject of a new book by Jan Madden. Hello, I'm Dr. Virginia Reed and Jan Madden joins me for well-being. Good morning, Jan. I believe it's morning there in Dubai.
1: Good morning, Virginia. Yes, it's 3.30 in the morning here.
0: And, and how, how warm is it?
1: It's degrees.
0: 45 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Quite incredible. <laughs> So, Jan, you've recently written a book on yoga and health, but I believe you've written many others. When did you come to realising that yoga was actually good for health?
1: I think um, from personal experience. I went through a lot of changes in my life at one time and suffered from panic attacks. Mm -hmm. And uh, somebody gave me six yoga lessons as a gift. Oh. And, And I went and started to look at, you know, how to manage those panic attacks without using I tried antidepressants and I tried beta blockers and all sorts of things, and it just made me feel worse. So then I tried the yoga, and gradually through the yoga, I was able to manage the panic attacks until they actually disappeared over time. So personal experience, and I thought, if this works for me, it can work for other people as well. Mm. And that's when I decided to train and be a yoga teacher um, and come out of the corporate world and, um,
0: that's what you were doing at the time that this occurred?
1: Mm, I was working with um, Arthur Anderson as an education consultant. Uh-huh. A very stressful industry. So uh-huh. that's when I decided that um, uh, uh, this was for me. If it worked for me in, in a working environment, it could work for anybody.
0: Mm. A lot of people would say is, gee, I thought yoga was a discipline that required a lot of time and you know a lot of discipline, basically. And when you say that word, a lot of people... So that's great, but don't like it very much. Mm. Do you have any sort of idea of how long you need to spend on it to get the health benefit that you're looking for?
1: Mm. You, um, today, people are just too busy. You don't have time mm. to go into the mountain with a guru and, and sit in the mountain and contemplate your navel for years. You just, yoga's not like that anymore. It mm-hmm. used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. We've had to adapt it modern life and, and make it so that people can fit it in with their everyday working life because most women are working women, mothers, whatever, have numerous roles to play, um, men too. So basically the breathing exercises you can be doing at your desk, um, at home, uh, just the breathing exercises alone will mm. make a difference to your health, your immune system, uh, increase your immune system, increase your lung capacity, uh, increase your energy levels. Uh, Increase your focus of mind. And they're simple things that take a few minutes, basically, of your time.
0: And you learn them as part of the teaching? The training. So so how would you recommend that people actually uh, get the training?
1: Um, If they just want to experience yoga, they can either do it a number of ways. They can use, um, preferably a teacher, Mm. go to classes and see how it feels, see if you like it. Then you could start reading... uh, learning some of the theory. You could start practicing more of the techniques through a book or a video. Mm. Um, You could go to conferences, seminars, Mm. workshops. I mean, to really get the benefits of yoga. um, At some stage, it's great to go to a a workshop where you're actually immersed in it for a a day. Mm. Mm. With like-minded people, you really do get the benefits when you do that. Okay. Out of your everyday living environment and just go and just immerse yourself in yoga for 24 hours.
0: Well worth your money Mm,
1: (laughs) and your time. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: And the particular brand or branch of yoga that you adhere to is hatha yoga, yes?
1: Hatha yoga Mm -hmm. is a generic term and it encompasses lots of different yoga from the very strenuous, which is like your Bikram yoga, which is done very fast in a very hot room, Mm -hmm. so that you detox um, very quickly, to the very gentle, meditative, reflective type, Yoga, where you just sit and do breathing exercises and meditation and, and mudras, hand movements, and then in between, there's a in between, lots of in between, uh, state of types of yoga.
0: Right. So all of them have health benefits.
1: All of them, mm. and all of them, be, they're applicable because people are so different. We're all different. Yes. There's a type of yoga for everybody. There right. really
0: is. So it's just whatever you're comfortable with.
1: Mm. And it's important to find that comfort zone in yoga.
0: Right. Okay, well, that's good to know.
1: And it's important to find a teacher you you have empathy yes. with. And yes. there's a saying, when when the student is ready, the teacher will appear.
0: Okay, yes. So, so yeah, be, out, be putting it out there that that's what you want.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: Very important. And what are some of the perceived health benefits, specifically?
1: Well, the way that yoga puts your body into a position, uh, you move the joint to a point of resistance and you hold it and breathe into it, which means you move stretch and lengthen your tendons, um, you reduce stiffness, you increase the circulation to nourish the joint and you increase the range of movement. So for preventative means for things like arthritis and um, uh, those type of joint problems, it's excellent. You also work very much on the endocrine system. Every posture is designed, a lot of them, to squeeze and release uh, around the area of the endocrine gland. So as you um, twist, say a twist around the endocrine gland area in the lower back, squeeze the joint. Uh, It's like a sponge. If you imagine a sponge, you sort of squeeze it, releasing toxins, and then as you release the posture, you allow the tissues around that area to soak up all the fresh oxygenated blood because you've been breathing deeply while you're in that joint. So it, it improves the functioning of the endocrine glands, which control your moods, appetite, sexuality, lots of things. So it improves that. Um, it stretches the spine, of course, frees up trapped nerves. It balances your oxygen to carbon dioxide levels as you learn to balance your breathing. Um, it, mind-wise as it calms the nervous system, as it feeds the nervous system, the mind starts to calm down. That, and the rhythmic breathing is something that the mind finds very calming. Mm. So there's lots and lots of lovely benefits. It just generally makes you feel good after a class. Mm. doesn't so matter how you go into a class. Mm. You always come out feeling better.
0: You know? mm. And you come out feeling better after the individual class, but cumulatively... In terms of prevention of the diseases that get us, particularly as we get older, commonly, what are some of the perceived preventive um, uh, help that we can get from yoga?
1: Preventive um, I think when you're looking at osteoporosis, say, when you're working on weight-bearing, a lot of yoga postures are weight-bearing where you actually won't use a, a piece of equipment uh, for resistance. You'll use your own body. For instance, you'll take your weight on your hands, your whole body, in a ha- in a headstand or a shoulder stand, um, and you'll go through a sequence, this little sequence called Salute to the Sun, which is like doing mini push-ups in the middle of the sequence. So you're continually taking your weight uh, on your hands and on your legs. Mm. So that's building bone. Um, And uh, there's a lot of mental work that goes on with yoga where you actually are saying to yourself, I am building bone, I'm getting stronger, I'm feeling better. Mm. A lot of that mental work helps to actually bring about those changes as well.
0: So that sort of instruction you will get from your teacher... That's included in a yoga course, generally speaking.
1: Mm, or just in a yoga class, for instance. You know, um, it, The thing with yoga is you, you get into a posture, you breathe, and then you visualize what's happening in the posture, the benefits of it, what it's doing. So that it's a conscious awareness. It's not just going to a gym and pedaling away on the treadmill or the bike. Mm. It's a very conscious way of working on yourself, with yourself, and for yourself to bring some balance and harmony back into your life. And it's that inner balance and harmony which then starts to improve your health.
0: Mm, that, that feeling
1: that, of connection with mm, all of you, all of yourself.
0: Mm, so that intention mm. is a good one, isn't it?
1: Yes, yeah, yes, yeah,
0: absolutely. There's <laughs> been a lot of discussion about the intention, the power of intention, yes, I think, I in think, the world recently. And that's not I, a bad one, balance and harmony within yourself. No. <laughs> <laughs> nice goal. I like it. <laughs> I'm Dr. Virginia Reid. We're discussing the health benefits of yoga with Jan Madden, author of a new book and several books, in fact, on yoga and health. Jan, your recent book, Yoga Off the Mat, just describe to us what's in that book, if you wouldn't mind.
1: Mm, Okay. It's a book about how people have used orthodox medicine, whatever their doctor has prescribed for them or operations or whatever, with yoga to um, bring about health and deal with a health crisis. And it includes case studies on addiction. Uh, One lady had heroin alcohol addiction. Another lady had a broken back. Another had chronic asthma. Um, Another had polycystic ovary syndrome, panic disorders, a number of individual cases where Mm. the book is not saying that yoga works better than medicine, not at all. It's, It's saying that the two can work very well in harmony together so that whatever your doctor is prescribing whatever treatment you can actually work by um through visualization through mm-hmm. visualizing the, the result you want mm-hmm. uh, at the end of that treatment through breathing through increasing the oxygen into your body to decrease the, the risk of um, um infection after, mm-hmm. after, a, after a, an operation mm-hmm. and that yoga is, is gentle enough that even after a serious operation, like a back operation, you can start moving in very gentle ways that empower you mm. and, and reduce, um, reduce that um, fear that you're never going to move again or never going to get well again. Mm. And movement is the big one, I think. When yes. you start to move, you know, you do start to feel empowered.
0: Right. And did you work with these people individually?
1: No, these people who have come from all over the world, so they've Mm -hmm. worked with individual yoga teachers around the world Mm -hmm. and individual doctors and therapists. And they also worked with a lot of techniques um, like massage, Reiki, uh, yoga, uh, as well as their doctor's treatment. So it's not that one treatment works better than the other, Mm -hmm. but if you can find a group of treatments that work for you, which assist in your overall healing, well, then you're on the path much quicker than you would be um, normally, I think.
0: But you're saying that it's off the mat. Presumably you're focusing on the fact that the common thread between all these people is that they did do yoga as part of their regime.
1: Yes, they took what they learned in the classroom. They didn't just go to a classroom and then go home and forget about it. But when they really needed it, they had those techniques at their fingertips to enhance their healing, innate healing. And they were able to listen and tune into and touch base and connect with that innate ability to heal, which I think we all have.
0: And do you think that yoga allows us to be in touch with that?
1: Um, absolutely. I think the fact that it quietens your mind for a start, gets rid of all the chat in the mind and the, puts the ego to one side and um, allows you to surrender and listen to what you need to do next in that healing path.
0: Mm, and that that gives you the intuition to know where to head next.
1: Mm, exactly. Oh. Intuitively. Uh Not so much on a thinking level, but more intuitively. And it can be as simple as um, changing something in your diet. It can be the type of exercise you're doing that's not right for you at that time and perhaps changing to something else. It can be sorting out a relationship that's causing your health to suffer. It Mm. can be changing jobs um, that's causing you stress. And I think yoga gives you that time to be quiet in class, reflect, take some time out, sit back and say, what, what, what's happening really? What is really happening in my life that's causing these health problems?
0: Mm. So that's that's where you see the power of practicing and mm. the discipline itself. Mm. Mm.
1: And the power of everyday practice. That's, I'm a big believer in a little bit goes a long way every day. It's not a matter of doing okay. hours of yoga. Okay. No, it's 10 minutes here. Fit it in wherever you can. Right. Stretch a bit, breathe a bit, you know. Yep. Reflect a bit. Do a little bit of meditation. Um, in yep. Any way you can in your day, it all adds up.
0: Yes. So it's and giving that
1: of help. Health. Mm.
0: Yes, because an awful lot of talk about diet, exercise, etc., lifestyle changes,
1: mm.
0: and people don't include that quiet mind connection. No. the Mind, mind to body connection. connection. Yes,
1: yes. Yes. And yoga is very much about that connecting yes. the breath. Well, you start with the breath. You connect the breath to the body. Um, the emotions to the mind and and you start making those connections in class Yes. and then take it outside in your life. And the more aware you are of that in yourself, the more aware you are with other people so then your relationships improve as well because you're more aware of things that are going on in your relationships as well. Yes.
0: So your message would be that yoga, no matter how you practice it, is so long as you do practice it, it will put you in touch with that innate sense of well-being.
1: Yes, and it does. How to create it. Yes, it does. The more you practice, Mm -hmm. the more you get to a deeper level, uh, intuitive level of that connection, that mind-body, emotional, spiritual connection, which makes you feel great. It it does. It makes you feel balanced. Yep. And it doesn't matter what it type you of happier. yoga you do, yeah. makes you, yeah, it makes you happy
0: and we all want that. Oh, well, it's good it for your immune system. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> yes, those little, what
1: are those things called, Endorphins.
0: endorphins. They're probably, <laughs> yeah, baby. they're <laughs> definitely part of it. But I also think that your heart beats in a better sort of way when you're happy. It just feels better, you know, your little heart feels better. And it's a huge generator of the energy that drives the rest. So keeping it happy is pretty important.
1: Yes, and your emotional health is is a huge one in terms of overall health.
0: Yes, I mean this, the link between depression and uh, and so many diseases, but particularly heart disease, which is our major killer, still, mm-hmm. is uh, very well uh, documented. Now, it's just what to do about that mm. is the is the next question, and it seems to me that from what you're saying, yoga would be very helpful in that. I'm surprised you haven't written a book about yoga and heart disease.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but
1: just a little bit on the heart. I mean, the types of yoga you can choose, mm-hmm, either mm-hmm. very aerobic, Yes. which are great for your heart, if you're not too overweight, yes. or if you're carrying a bit of weight, you do the more gentle type of yoga, but uh, still good for the heart. Mm. But the breathing is fabulous for the heart, getting all that oxygen into the heart, you know, mm. all that oxygen into the lungs and the heart-lung connection. and. Um, mm increasing your stamina and your strength which then allows you to do more mm-hmm. and the more you do and exercise the better you feel so i say to people that it doesn't matter what you want play what sport you play if it's golf or tennis or whatever yoga will always enhance that sport a eh? mm. because of the the uh, focus and concentration you bring to it by mm. being more focused and b the extra stamina and strength and flexibility you get from yoga which will imp- improve any sport
0: Mm, absolutely I'm surprised that you say if you're overweight you should do a less strenuous form of less aerobic sort of form of yoga and yet you've written a book haven't you on yoga and losing weight yes yes Yes. now what's that about
1: yoga burns fat is about using uh, what we call vinyasnas which are continuously moving um, sequences of yoga to maintain weight first of all but also to lose you can do them as fast or as slow as you like and obviously if you're well enough and, and as I say not carrying too much weight you can do them quite quickly and quite fast but you can also start slowly if you're carrying a bit of weight um, so that you don't overtax yourself
0: so you're suggesting that you do these exercises what did you call them this
1: sorry they're called a, basically no? a moving sequence of steps in yoga. We call okay. it vinyasana. But what
0: vinyasana. And how long do you do the particular... Do you have a prescription in your book of vinyasnas? Is that the term? No, that's correct. Yeah, that's correct.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. For uh, losing weight?
1: In the book, there are a number of sequences that I okay. give. And I think two of the best known in yoga would be salute to the sun. Yes. Which is a sequence you do... Bending forward, bending backwards, yes. um, taking your weight on your hands for for um, bone building. Mm-hmm. It's a complete wonderful sequence. It's mm. very ancient. Mm. Um, and the other one is the Tibetan Rites for Youth and Vitality, which is five individual exercises done 21 times each. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds a lot, but it actually takes you 10 minutes to do the five. Right. So you start with two or three of each, and you build up over time to 21. So... Those are two of the best ones I think you can use. But there are also other more strenuous ones in the book as well for as you build up strength. And the mm. sequences go from the easier ones mm-hmm. to the more difficult towards the end yeah. of the book as you build strength and stamina.
0: Mm-hmm. And when you do those sorts of, that type of yoga, do you also get the mind-body benefit that you were discussing previously?
1: Mm. There's a case study in Yoga Off the Mat, which is on a woman who suffered from manic depression mm-hmm. and she for her when she does this very very vigorous um yoga it's done in a hot room it's called bikram yoga mm-hmm. it gave her a similar high to what she had in a manic episode okay so for her it, it was fantastic because she she still sought that manic feeling which is you know for her a great feeling at times she got a lot done and um was very when she was very hyper but then the other side was when she came down from that, she was very really mm. depressed. So the, the yoga gave her that natural high that she was seeking.
0: So it therefore balance the low.
1: That balanced the low, exactly.
0: Mm. Because most manic depressives, the problem is they spend most of their time in the depression phase.
1: Yes.
0: And that's yes. the phase that we generally treat. And yes. uh, But it's that lack of balance between the two that is the difficulty. Mm. Mm. That's an interesting one, isn't it? Mm. I'm speaking to Jan Madden about the health benefits of yoga here on Wellbeing. Jan, the uh, book that you have about osteoporosis and yoga, just describe for me a little of what's in that if you wouldn't mind. Mm.
1: The book on osteoporosis looks at the way that you can use your body to take your weight on your own body Mm -hmm. um, rather than using resistance uh, type weights. So it's something you can do anywhere at any time, just using your own body. And it looks at the connection between the endocrine glands and and, um, how the improvement in the functioning of those and uh, the link between calcium balance works and links in. But basically it's it's a lot of weight-bearing exercises you can do and sequences you can do at home to increase your, your bone strength. It looks at... HRT, which is a very controversial subject, obviously, at the moment. A lot of women are making some very conscious decisions to um, not take HRT. Therefore, they're looking for alternatives of how they get those benefits to to build bone and prevent fractures uh, at an older age. Um, So it looks at the way you can do that. uh,
0: Yeah. I think that's a very important message to get across to younger women who perhaps are just coming into the menopause too because that is the time when you lose your bone the fastest. So it would be excellent to just get that practice happening before they become menopausal. Mm,
1: Exactly. And
0: it
1: also discusses the problem of of women who do too much of the aerobic type exercise at that young age to get very fit Mm. and yet upset their hormonal balance and Mm -hmm, and their periods and things. Mm. which then causes problems again for Mm. bone density, Mm. whereas yoga is a more balanced Mm -hmm. way. I
0: thought you might be going to use that word. It seems to me that yoga is very important for developing balance in one's life in general.
1: Yes, you know, when you do a lot of the balancing postures, Mm. you cannot help but feel and look at your life and think, Mm. well, how balanced is my life?
0: Yes, and I find that's a modern-day problem, don't you, with women Mm. particularly who are trying to do it all.
1: Exactly. And because of the stress, the Mm -hmm. emphasis on weight loss, Mm -hmm. we get very obsessed, you know, Mm -hmm. about... People say, they come into a class and say, oh, will yoga lose weight? Mm -hmm. And I say, well, not necessarily. I Mm said, it can Mm -hmm. if you do a certain type, Mm -hmm. but that's not what yoga is about. It's Mm -hmm. more about finding a balance in your life between... From
0: my point of view, it would be that it would lose weight because you drop your cortisol level, which comes with the stress, and cortisol is an insulin receptor blocker. Right. And having a good insulin receptor will mean that, well, your insulin receptor working well will mean that you'll lose your weight more easily. Yes, yes. So, in fact, I would imagine that doing those, that sort of yoga particularly would be actually very good for weight loss.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Mm, and also you,
1: you make, as you become more aware of yourself and in your body and, and, and whether your life's in balance and what you want in your life, you start to make more conscious decisions about what you're eating so it's not a matter of dieting it's Mm. just you make more conscious decisions Uh about how much you eat what type Uh of food you eat when you eat Mm. and that also helps bring your weight back into control
0: Mm. more conscious living as opposed to emotional reactions Mm, comfort eating yeah
1: as you do yoga you find that your weight starts to balance out as well
0: yeah so that's what you've actually evidenced over the 16 years that people have actually found it a reasonable way of losing weight.
1: Yes, I find that the ladies I've been teaching here for eighteen years, yes. a lot of them are now huh. menopausal, of course. Right. Um, I just find they they don't they're not overweight. They've right. managed to maintain their weight over the years.
0: I think that's actually a, there's been a few studies that have said that people that practice yoga don't become overweight. It's interesting, mm. and mm-hmm. obviously your book would uh, would be a testimony to that.
1: But on the other hand, you need a little bit of weight um, because of the oestrogen levels in the fat cells. So you need a little bit, but not too much.
0: Okay, that's important. So you find that yoga keeps people at their optimum
1: weight? Yes, a, a weight that's right for them, mm. not a prescribed weight, mm. but feels you know feels right. And we all know what feels right. You can tell by your clothes.
0: Mm. You know. I imagine too that yoga keeps your muscle tone good. such such that you you feel better in your clothes.
1: Yes, and uh, your shape is better too. You're more toned. You Mm -hmm. you look a better shape. Mm. Uh, Unlike um, the type of exercise you do in a gym where you do it repetitively over and over and over again, which Mm. can build bulk. Mm -hmm. Um, Yoga doesn't build bulk because what you do is you go into a posture, which is can be quite strong. Hold the posture, breathe into it, and mm. slowly come out of it. So you don't build bulk; you build strength and stamina, but not bulk. Mm. It's a mm. different way of working your body.
0: Yes, so it gives you a different look. Mm. Precisely. The other, the new buzzword with osteoporosis is prevention of falls themselves. Yes. So the balance and the strength would be very important. So, what age can people practice yoga up until? Up until. Yes.
1: Forever, I mean, you can just—I <laughs> know, I know it sounds unreal, but for no, it really, no. you can. Yes. I mean, you just keep moderating it. Yes. To you, to what you you can do. Mm. Like my mother is eighty-four and suffers from chronic osteoporosis. Okay. And I've showed her um, simple exercises she can do to keep moving the joints. Mm-hmm. I've showed her breathing exercises and visualization exercises to keep visualizing herself getting mm-hmm. strong, getting mm-hmm. well, staying—you know—staying mm. strong. Mm. Um, and she, okay, she's she's had three or four fractures, mm. Mm. Um, been in, in and out of hospital, but she's still at home. She's still mm. maintaining to live, uh, able to live independently, mm. with um, some carers coming in to help her. Share. Mm. Mm. Um, and I think she's living proof that you you can do it at any age, really. Mm. And she's never done it formally, no, never been to a class.
0: But presumably, if you if you can. No matter what age you are, particularly if you're over sort of 50, 60, mm. do the occasional class and then um, keep that going during the day. As you say, 10 minutes here or there, that's all doable, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. The lady mm. that taught me in Australia, was Margaret Sig- Sigisman, um, had basically a quarter of a lung capacity due to tuberculosis. Okay. And she got into yoga for that reason. Mm. And mm. she was so crippled up with arthritis before she started yoga, she used to crawl into class, no, oh, wow. and um, and then she as just say so she was my teacher, she ended up teaching it, so i mean How in in the, the retirement homes where it's being taught, people come in and walking frames
0: yes, yes,
1: and wheelchairs and yes. do what they can yes. within their chair or within the frame, and they yes. use everything for support, yes. but they still move, and movement is the thing if you can keep right. moving right up until the end of your life,
0: if you move, you don't lose
1: exactly. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Well, it's been wonderful speaking to you. I mean, there's all sorts of possibilities, all sorts of books coming to mind here. <laughs> mm, the one on hint, hint. hint. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yoga over 50, yoga over 60, yoga over 70, yoga over 80. You know, I mean, there's an aging population out there that really needs this message to get across, and I thank you very much for the messages that you have got across.
1: Thank you so much for the opportunity to be on
0: the show. It's been lovely to speak to you as well. We've been speaking with Jan Madden, the author of numerous books on yoga and health, including those that build bones, lose fat and yoga off the mat. I'm Dr. Virginia Reid. From all of us here, we'd like to say we wish you well.